Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by StrikeForceEnergy.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's fat ass is in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord boy. Hot Dog. Shamoshit. What? Shamoshit. E- Evan. Yes. Evan Hafer. When, when, when you hired Jared Taylor uh, to come on to Black Rifle Coffee, um, was one of his one of his job descriptions to go to Egypt and party all over the world? Uh, first of all, there's there's a lot of things wrong with just that that assumption and statement, which is <laughs> assuming that we hired Jared. That's like your first. <laughs> that's like your first flaw in that. Which is, uh, he just started coming to the office every day. And ultimately, I mean, if anything gets done, like, that's just positive. You know, that's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, is that people really do think that he works here, you know? And so when he talks to people, he's like, hey, buy this hot dog suit. And the accountant's like, okay, we have to, we have to really rein that in. We do have a new wrapped vehicle and a uh, new door. Thanks to Jared Taylor. Yes, yes, I think he left, a bu- yeah. he left a bunch of invoices in his wake to Egypt, you know? Yeah. We, we love him. We love him. We miss him. Because here, here, here's what I've noticed as, as an outsider, as, as a business owner myself, Evan. Uh, from the outside, it, it looks like just in the last four weeks, um, he's been raging in the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> um, what right. was it Costa Rica? He was I believe he was in Costa Rica. He was right? in uh Costa Rica, yeah. yeah. So uh well I've what, seen what, him in a lot of pools. Once again uh, he came one, <laughs> Once again, the 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 assumption is that he works for Black Rifle. <laughs> the problem is is I I don't define where he goes for travel. I mean, if he shows up where the Black Rifle guys are, it's not like we're going to turn him away. <laughs> and so it's just, and if he sleeps on the same couch as the, you know, the filming and content guys in Costa Rica, it's like all of a sudden everybody thinks like, oh, Jared, Jared works at Black Rifle Coffee. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, he's <laughs> traveling a lot. God. He comes into the office every day and talks to people and it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, he's flying all over the world like he's Floyd Mayweather. Uh, he's in another pool in in a, like he's a been going to a lot Egypt. of pools. He's actually quite pale for how many pools he's been in the last sixty days. Oh, well, I, that's what I was thinking. That's I what told I was him. Thinking. I told him I was like, you know, I think you really need to to lather yourself up with a sunscreen base, and I think that he just used white paint. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. I think he just painted himself. Yeah, but no, he's with the uh, the American Hitman right now yeah. doing their Armed Forces Entertainment Tour. So they're traveling around. And I'm not sure what him and Jack Mandeville and them are doing, but they're they're accompanying no. the band. The, it's a USO tour, right? No, I mean, Armed Forces Entertainment. So same oh, thing. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. right. Same thing we did for the yeah. movie. But Interesting. So, But without the movie. Um, so they're, they're, they're there with a band. Is Jared in that band, Matt? Is he playing, is he playing bass or is tambourine? I mean, he's not in the band, but he does have a lot of musical talent. So I'm sure he'll jump on stage and sing some, some lullabies to the, the troops. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, either way we miss Jared. Uh, we got a, we, we got a guest on the show. Who, who do we got there, Evan? We got a, uh, a close and personal friend of ours. I think uh, mine, well, started as mine. and There was like a domestic partnership at one point. Uh, what do you mean at one we point? We introduced, well, yeah, we introduced him to the, the Black Rifle family a few months ago. Fit in really well. Uh, he, he showed up at the previous Unicorn Ranch, which is just an Airbnb that we rented <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Uh, wow. And he had a, uh, 
a, a thong on, I believe. A, yes. a, it was an orange thong. It looked like a... You SF guys are so weird. You and your thongs. Yeah, he's a, he, and he's also a, 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 a medical medic, guy. Which so makes it way worse. He's a special forces medic. Exponential oh, stranger. Yeah. yeah, it's just... And Tyr. Hello, Tyr. Hello. Uh, hello, Tyr. Matthew. Yeah, hello, that's Evan. the pronunciation. Tyr. Hello, hello, Tyr. Yeah, is it, is it Tyr or Tyr? It, it, how, it, how is, do we, how, it depends on who's saying it. It is Tyr. Uh, it's, uh, you can you can Google that. It's it's kind of awesome. Yeah. How, how did that nickname go over? Um, you know, were, were you well, top tier all the way through life? Third tier? Uh, no, actually, uh, the best way to describe how I got my name is uh, my parents were hippies with guns. Uh, oh. I'm named after the Viking God of War. Right. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a nice thing. Look at that. Yeah. It's actually kind of how that. I com- consider myself a hippie with a gun. Yeah. Lots of, well, lots of guns. Lots but, of guns. Right. It tears right hand. So if, uh, you know, if you look it up. Uh, look up the the background of that. It's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, definitely yeah. makes me a lefty. Yeah, yeah definitely makes. Well, you well, a lefty. Hey, well, welcome to the show, Tier. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, th- this this is definitely a, a third tier show today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, but let's we love gargle you. some cum. What? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's uh, welcome, welcome uh, to the show, Tier. And uh, we got some sponsors who pay for this whole fucking stink wagon to be on the air. Stink wagon. First and foremost, we got we got StrikeforceEnergy.com. Uh, worked, worked out super early this morning, uh, around around seven this morning, which. I, is, I don't typically is, do. Is that is that super early? Is ten, min- like is a, ten minutes on a treadmill working out? Working and out? It is seven a.m. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. super early. <laughs> I, well, I heard it's it's the the here's the Super early at eleven a.m. this morning and uh, seven seven a.m. isn't prancer sizing down Carolina Seven a.m. isn't early for me. It's not. It's not early for oh, me at all. Right. Uh, what what is early though is to work out that early. I do not enjoy working out. Period. That early in the morning. You should have texted um, me. I was at the gym at seven. We could have like compared gym mixtapes. I know. And, sh- I know. and strike force I, I, uh, energy. You know? I exactly. So I took some strike force because I hate where I dude, I absolutely hate working out in the morning. I'm a new like I, I'm a late night guy. If, if I had my druthers, I would work out at midnight every night. Really? My wife thinks I'm fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I like to suck um, the I gym's just, dick in the morning. It gets me ready yeah. for the day. Yeah. I don't, man. Science. I just it just I, I feel too zapped like the rest of the day. Uh, but it was a good thing that I've piled up on this strike force because now look, the workout's over for the day and, and that's a nice thing, but I, I feel fucking, I feel a little zapped. So I strike force up. Uh, you should too go to strikeforceenergy.com. Fight the zap. Uh, kick the can kids. Kick you don't need it. Throw the can out the window. Uh, it's the tastiest, tiniest little 10 pouch of energy. Uh, it goes in every single li- liquid available, uh, waters, beers, liqueurs, uh, you name it, it goes in there. Go to strikeforceenergy.com, type in the promo code Drinking Bros. You get 20% off. They ship everywhere in the entire world. And they've got a subscription of the month club, which will get your dick real hard. Mm. Uh, next up, we got That's readyman.com. Nice. Evan Hafer, why don't you tell us about it? Oh, uh, readyman.com. And I believe uh, Tier is a content contributor over there at Readyman. That's correct. That That's is correct. correct. Yeah. So the kind of stuff that well, they t- get into is uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. You you could basically Tier, say, why don't you, why don't you yeah. describe it? Yeah. What, what, what do you got? Ready, man. If you are looking to be a man or just improve the quality of your manhood, ready, man is the place to go. Yeah. They, uh, they can teach you just about anything. Uh, and, lock picking, and they really bring medicine. the PTSD out of the employees of Black Rifle because we were do. in the middle of a meeting yesterday and all of a sudden we hear a huge drop and screaming <laughs> and they're running through a fucking hostage scenario behind yeah, us. So yeah. all of us pretty much get draw our guns out. We're like, oh, it's replaying it's a ready, home man, invasion. Having yeah. fun back there. Yeah, nice live feed last night, uh, replaying a uh, reenacting a, a home invasion that happened out here with uh, with Jay. Yeah, 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Real yeah, thing. That's fucking awesome. But it's not awesome that, he, yeah. that someone stole a car and then drove it over his lawn and tried to invade his home. But you know the wait. Are you wait? Are, are you? Is this real? Yes. Yeah. 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 Apparently, Holy he had a whole shit. bunch of strike force, and uh, you know, he just ramped up there. I. I, I don't know if that was strike force. Oh, I think oh. that was a different heroin? form. Oh. <laughs> I think it was heroin and, and a different vice. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, one in Rome. Yeah, one yeah. <laughs> in Rome. Uh, and and uh, you can use drinking or drinking bros and take twenty percent off any purchase over there. Ready, man. So yes, a couple you can. little things over there. Love you, Jeff Kirkham. Yeah, huge fan, huge fan of readyman dot com. Uh, type in the promo code drinking bros or drinking bros yep. and uh, twenty percent off next up we got ghostbed.com mm, uh boy fan fave of the show we all sleep on them if, if that's not the best goddamn night's sleep you'll ever have in your entire life i, I don't know what is to be honest my, my bed frame um, actually got delivered finally yesterday i put it together last night and uh the ghost bed feels amazing on it i prefer the ghost bed on a on a bed frame than on the ground it was really nice yeah yeah did, it was did really you get nice. a box yeah. spring yet uh, Did you get a box spring yet? I didn't because the bed that I got kind of has one built into it. So um, I'm, oh, great. I'm, I'm, I'm ghosting, bro, you know? Yeah, dude. Ghost ride the bed. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I got a huge announcement about ghost bed, by the way. Uh-oh. Um, last, last, now this is great, and we're going to do it on the next show because um, it, 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 it'll be a whole thing. But uh, as you remember, uh, ghostbed.com, as we were promoting for the last month, was doing five free beds uh, giveaways and five free pillow giveaways right. uh, to military, active, or veteran. Um, and, uh, dude, they're, they're, they gave us the names. They sent them over, and we're going to announce them live on the show. Oh, and I'm curious oh, to see. Sweet. Yes. So on the next show, we're going to announce them. Uh, at, at, some of them I do recognize from our Drinking Bros uh, subgroup on, um, on, on, on Facebook. Uh, the others, I'm just, I- I'd be curious to see if they're real fans. Like, Ghostbed like, just pulls a massive PR. They're like, Evan Hafer, <laughs> Matt Bez, <laughs> Jared <laughs> the fucking Oprah Winfrey. That's yeah. for everybody. Like, oh, we're all the five winners yeah, where it's total. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, you have to be a no, veteran but, uh, to be a winner. Ross. Look under your seat. I, There's a mattress. <laughs> I'm stoked. And then, and, then, and then on the next show, uh, stay tuned because they, they've also... Oh, man, I don't want to spoil this, but they've gi- they've given away an extra bed to someone. Oh shit! Uh, yes, they, who will, will this should inspire you and push you to to achieve bigger and greater things. Uh, and on the next show, I, we will get to that. And it's it's actually really fucking rad. Uh, so go to ghostbed.com, uh, type in the promo code Drinking Bros. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros as well. You get $50 off. Uh, they've also got three free pillows, um, which the pillows are the fucking jam um, that they're giving away with the beds. And, and they've also got payment plans. But uh, we're huge, huge GhostBed.com fans. Uh, go there. That's they, they, the greatest night's sleep you will ever have. Last but not least, Evan Hafer. We've got Black Rifle Coffee. Do you know anything about it? I know a few things about Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, you know, we started Black Rifle Coffee two years, two months ago. Uh, as of today, we have 87 employees. We've got over a 65% veteran hire rate. We continue to hire more and more veterans. Every day out here, we roast and deliver some of the finest coffee in the United States. The other cool thing that we got going on is we are going to be one of seven SEAA certified training campuses in the United States by the end of the summer. So we've got a former SF guy, uh, Edwin, out here, who's our coffee roaster, who's the chief of coffee. 
and he is going to become a master coffee. I don't know what you'd say, but it's like a Q, it's a Q level certification, which is a big deal in the United States. So as we say, don't buy that rebagged crap, buy it from the experts out here at Black Rifle Coffee and use drinking or drinking bros and take 20% off. Boom. That's yes, a- big fan. Uh, we've all got a subscription too. Every time caffeinated as fuck shows up at my doorstep once a month, uh, I'm glad I have a subscription. I don't have to go to the fucking uh, store anymore. I have, an, um, I have a subscription too. I just go and steal it from the fulfillment center. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Yeah, you do. You know. Yeah, you do. You you leave a note. Actually, you, you know just what? Leave a, hand, a I, handwritten I, note. I know shit by my own coffee, and I only give myself a 10 percent discount. No shit. You should. You I like. Should, there's though, something it, fulfilling about that. Well, here's the thing. As a business owner, you can't just be giving shit away for free all the goddamn time. And a lot of people think that, where it's just like, oh, you run an awesome company. I can have all your shit for free. It's like, no, motherfucker, I wouldn't have a business. I would not have a business if I'm giving unless all my unless, friends free unless shit. Unless you're in the blowjob business, because you can't really run out of that. You can't. You, you know, your hole True. just doesn't disappear. Yeah, the yeah. hole doesn't. I mean, you might have to very, get some stri- very true. strike force in there to yeah. lubricate your the time mouth. Is but overall. Your time it's a beautiful thing about prostitution. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hole never uh, just never goes away. Well, maybe the like hole 80 never years. Closes. It's, it's been worn out enough. You know, it's, yeah. it's the been. The hole never closes. I think you just get into like more of a specialty market. Dug out like a California water well. Just dry as fuck, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> warped avocado. Uh, a, war- a what avocado? A warped avocado. A warped avocado? Yeah, like it grew oh, around oh, a branch boy. or something. Just low hanging fruit. Just low hanging fruit. Oh, God. Uh, hey, Evan, uh, not, not to put you on the spot here, I want to I start off uh, the top of this show uh, with uh, Brand Index. I don't know how much you follow that, but this was one of the top stories last night. Yeah, uh, so brand in- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I took I took a look at a few things over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Because Brand Index said that Starbucks brand has not recovered from the backlash they took from the refugee promise. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is up. I'm assuming Black Rifle is up as well. Um, and, and and they said, by the way, this is this is not recovering anytime soon. People are not forgetting this. I don't know how di- how how much you want to dig into this, but I I thought it was a really interesting story, and their stock is down. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was trending down anyway. So we have to look at, you know, the last, I guess, year of the stock and, and ultimately it's not down. If we look at the last year, it looks like it's just kind of following a common trend line. It took a little bit of a hit, uh, right around the first part of last month when they came out with that statement. And I think really anytime that you take a, a political stance, especially with a company that's that big, uh, you know, they have a 20 plus billion annual internationally. Anytime that you take a, a political stance, you're basically either going to forfeit market share, or you're going to gain market share depending on your position in the market. So Starbucks being one of the largest uh, uh, national retailers, obviously they're, they're encompassing both people on both sides of the spectrum. So when you say, hey, you know what? I, and and I, you know, we talked about it earlier with... Uh, with that statement, there's so many different things wrong with that statement. One, you're making a political statement, so you have to be able to sacrifice that market share. Two, there's no real way that can that can be be done ultimately, uh, because you'd have to have a, a very specific relationship with the U.S. State Department in order to first define what an actual refugee is, and second of all, you'd have to you'd have to hire a, a complete internal hiring mechanism that would go out and vet people specifically establishing that they're legitimate refugees. 
third, uh, <laughs> the logistics involved in that and to the political, uh, the political position, I would find that very difficult to, to believe that they can follow through with something like that. So that's just a blatant PR move that backfired ultimately. Um, yep. So you could really say, you know, as we look at kind of the executive office over the last year, they've had, you know, a lot of uh, a PR faux pas for a lack of a better term. And uh, you could say that that's probably a PR faux pas on the CEO of uh, of S Bucks over there. So he's probably paying the price for that. And you know what? If he if he didn't have such a senior position over there, I would Im- I would imagine the board would be extremely disappointed with that. Uh, if I was a Starbucks, yeah. if I was a Starbucks stockholder, stockholder, uh, I would be disappointed in that. I'll tell you that uh, because you're sacrificing market share with political statements. So that means you don't give you a really shit. Are. You don't give a shit about your uh, stockholders. I have a theory I, on the refugee thing. What's that? With, with God. Well, yeah. you know, traveling all over the world as we have, as we do, you know, uh, we've seen the uh, the Starbucks in other countries. Correct. I'm wondering how many of that that promise of the vef- refugee hiring. I'm wondering how many of that is just yeah, we're going to hire them in uh, in that Starbucks that's there in the uh, in the Dubai overseas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. See, that's interesting. But because... they're they're a foreign national. They're not necessarily an immigrant unless they're somehow working that they're hired through an American company working in like a proxy country sure. or something. I don't know how that. Well, would work and that legally. goes. And Evan and I have a friend whose uh, former wife, girlfriend, whatever, used to be in charge of all the the hiring for that. So I've got a little bit of little bit of insight back back in our Seattle days. Mm. Right. Uh, but. Uh, that was that was the the Marius, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I love that guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> he's <laughs> so, a he's a sergeant major yeah, right now. No, that's he's, right. he's, he's doing sergeant, sergeant major, major stuff, yeah. like checking you know uniforms, right? And yeah, telling PT guys belts. a bunch of bullshit. Right. Um, that goes back to what Evan was saying about you have to actually define the refugee status at that point. You do, and ultimately, I think that that you you misread the landscape internationally too because. Uh, you've got a huge portion of the population overseas where this is a this is also a hot button for them. They've seen a yes. large influx of refugees in Europe. I uh, just got back from Germany, uh, trade show out there, and, and this was a yeah, very how, how, specific. How, how, how was it over there? Yeah, how was it over there, Evan? Because that, that's I'm that that's the country I'm m- most curious about. Because there's over a million Syrians that are already settled there. So so what was your experience like over there? Uh, people are not happy. Uh, they're they're really not happy with the large influx of refugees, specifically in their small states. When we look at these things, uh, it's not that they don't want people in their country. They do want to protect. They do want to allow space for people. The, the problem is, is that the vetting for, for refugees and what value refugees create within their own the walls of their country they're starting to question whether or not that's that that actually does uh, or it's a positive value specifically within their culture and what's happened and i had this conversation over and over and over with everybody from france germany uk because you've got brexit uh, that just happened within the UK. Yep. This is a huge issue, and you have countries divided, and now you have the EU divided on this. And it's not just the United States. This is an international issues. We're all talking about refugees. We're talking about how the landscape is changing politically. So you have this, you know, progressively, uh, or it's progressive politics internationally, ultimately uh, pushing forward these political agendas 
and they're redefining the cultural landscapes within their countries faster than than people are comfortable with. Uh, and the economics. So it's a displacement of wealth because when you have a million people that can't get a job within your own country, you have to you have to support them for a finite or infinite amount of time, depending on how fast you can re-educate and put them back into the workforce. So these are all very real questions that people should be answering. It's not racism. And I continue to say this, like, and we've talked about this for the last two weeks, Uh, saying that you you don't uh, completely agree with the Muslim religion or identify specifically with the Arab culture and you don't necessarily want to incorporate that into your day of life or your, your daily life, that's not racism. Uh, that's really not. And it's not xenophobia. It's not you living in fear. It's saying, I've lived, let's say, in the state of Idaho uh, or Utah or whatever, Wyoming, and I agree with refugees, but I agree with refugees coming to the United States and incorporating into our way of life, being Americans. And I think that's a very specific thing that, that people have to wrap their minds around, which is if you want to live in Syria, move to Syria. You don't want to bring Syria to your next door, <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't made, make you a racist because you're like, dude, I don't want to live under Sharia law. I don't want to incorporate this massive voting block into my society that changes the outcome. And I really, what I don't want is, is uh, I, it's like saying this, which is, you know, we live here in the state of Utah under the LDS umbrella, ultimately, right? Right. We don't agree with it. And I think a lot of the shit is stupid that they, that they, that they push specifically within right. the state. Uh, however, I do live here, right? I can openly disagree with LDS religion and not necessarily say that I want to be part of it and I won't support it. Like, I just won't do it. Uh, that's not me being a racist. That's me saying that I don't agree with their Yeah, there's certain cultural practices that you're just not going to go, go ahead with. But it doesn't mean that you're out there, you know, cre- creating violence against a, a religion or an ideology strictly based off of a different cultural view. No, I, exactly. It's, it's just I think it's stupid that the liquor stores close at seven p.m. It's and, and, and that they have <laughs> exactly. to and you that they have to go exactly. and they have yep. to go behind a curtain to get a drink and Sundays you can't get a double. Quiet. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that's a, but that's know, the beauty of America. You can have opinions like that, and and that's the problem with some of these other religions is they try to impose their cultural beliefs on you, and if you don't appease them or agree with them, then it turns violent. We've seen it all across Europe, and it's just something that I think. America generally doesn't want unless you're this super progressive movement that's never dealt with real life. And once they deal with those in real life, they're like, you know what? I, I, I'm kidding. Can you guys with the guns help us out now? That's, right. That's yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and by the way, speaking of that, Matt, uh, General Mattis just sent troops into Syria. Yesterday. Yeah. And I saw a little thing about 70th Ranger Regiment. So in the slight chance in you boys over there, listen, man, fucking be safe. Good luck and fucking deal some hate, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah. Though. And, and, my, my, what do you think's gonna What do you think's gonna happen with all that? By the way, fuck, dude, I have no idea. And they're just due to OPSEC reasons. I know that they're pretty. They're withholding how many troops, what kind of mission that they're doing, whether it's advisory or if it's direct action. You know, I I don't know, but I just know that I believe it's Third Ranger Battalion. They put that out there publicly. So good on you, boys, and be safe. And I think there's some artillery, uh, some Marines out there as well. So you guys too, man, be safe. When you read something like this, does any part of you guys, uh, dude, I wanted to jump back on a fucking strike yeah, right so now and go over there. That, I was like, God yes. dang it, dude. Literally the first thing I was yeah. like, fuck, I want to go over there. That, that's what I'm asking. Like when you see things like that, is it, uh, is it like Jordan looking at a team going, fuck man, I want to jump in this game right now. I want in, I want in this game. 
Yeah. Was I, that what you guys were thinking? A little bit, but I think that my life has changed course where I can have a little more purpose. And to be honest, I'm getting fucking old and these young 24-year-old, 23-year-old studs are going to fucking be probably better than I am at their jobs. So good on them. I mean, if fucking World War Three kicks off and I got to fucking fight the Islamic front like on a national level, let's go, bro. I got plenty of guns. I'll fucking gladly grab a ruck and start blowing fucking heads off. I just heard a 30-year-old man Matt? say it. I'm getting old. I mean, I'm 30. I could still join, right? You're yeah, 30. I, I still got you're like 30. till 36. So, but you're a young 30. You know? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. a young 30, and you're because yeah. you're still look. You still work. You're Barely. jacked as fuck. You're still worked out every day. Like, uh, you're in good shape. Could you do it right now and go back and fucking just beat ass? Yes, easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> whether or not there I like, it is. yeah. I mean, that, that's not taking away. I mean, I'm, the 24 year olds would probably run fucking circles around me, but I'll out shoot them. I'll give them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can carry. What, what they, hey, they can what? carry the Gustav and the the fucking stretchers. I'll carry. I'll <laughs> they carry can my, carry all the weight. They will carry the weight. I'll carry the rifle, and I'll be the fucking squad yeah. leader. So. I've gotten really good at Merc chat and holding a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tier? What do you think? You think you could, you could get back in there? He still in. I'm, I'm still part time, man. I'm I'm a I'm a weekend warrior. Which uh, in the, no oh no the, shit yeah in the soft world that that doesn't really translate into the whole one weekend month two weeks a year thing. I think I did four months active. Can last I year. can I call you your right. Majesty? Uh yeah yeah you can you can do that <laughs> yes. or uh, his his smadgerston smadgerston yeah he's so smadgerston like he's he's the, he's like the real life Gene Vanningham other than not as like cocky and douchey yeah Ooh. yeah 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 <laughs> a, a simple a simple thank you your smadgesty Be- would suffice better or worse hair depending on how you look at it now your beard's yeah. coming in pluff you got a oh it's yeah nice the, the, beard, the beard is good the beard it's makes nice. up for what I'm it's you got really a nice, nice plush beard what about you Evan Hafer could you could you go back you think right now at your age and and, and kick some ass. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm 40. Um, I'm super happy with where I'm at right now as far as like where, uh, where my life trajectory is taking me as far as the business is concerned. I don't think my head would be in it to be honest with you. Um, and that's kind of a, the psychology of that environment is excruciatingly important. Um, you know, I've got two kids, got a business. I'm in a different place in life. Um, I can say probably the only time I've looked at the news in the last few years and said that would be a lot of fun is uh, is uh, reclaiming our position in Mosul, and that's just because we have a, a you know I, had a, I don't know a year of my life there. So, uh, but Syria, you know, I think I'm 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 definitely more uh, inclined to think about the geopolitical situation to think about you know whether or not. Um, putting American lives at risk in Syria is, is, is a good thing. Agreed. And, uh, I, I'm all about fucking, you know, going out and putting the fucking boots to people that need it. Uh, at the same time, I, you know, I, I really wish the United, uh, Arabian culture would clean their shit up. And I know that we've had a, a huge part in destabilizing the entire region, but, you know, we're we're carrying a huge load as far as no, you know, no gay weird uh, pun like, intended. But the, the pun or the the analogy for me would be like that area is a butthole, it and, is. and we come in trying to be the toilet paper, but it's fucking MRE toilet paper, and her fingers fingers yeah. keep getting real fucking shitty, and it's like, Shit. at what point do we stop wiping? You know, yeah, yeah. that I don't know. I'm not intelligent enough, but. Hey. You just don't want to see American lives getting sacrificed for some fucking geopolitical bullshit. And, and I think that's anybody that's served in war. It's, it's all fun and games and you miss certain things. But, you know, lives and limb are at stake. And it's, it's a testament to how strong our military and, and those guys and girls are to sacrifice for this nation. But at the same time, is that sacrifice necessary? Yeah, I, and I, I would say that, 
you know, typically I'm probably on the other side of the fence of that in the sense of like stabilizing and, and cleaning fucking, uh, the, the Islamic extremists, cleaning them off the planet is a, is a very, uh, it's a very worthy objective. I, I don't know if we can do that just with, you know, onesie twosie special operations guys. I think that's a kind of a reset button type situation that, that might have to happen, which is like Dresden or, you know, that's the way those cities look. Uh, I don't think, I really don't think the United States or the international community has the stomach for, uh, to firebomb a city like we did in the 1940s. I don't think they have the, the ability to do that. And they, 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 like these, uh, they like these wars of, uh, one, they're, they're, it's a volunteer force. It's not conscription. They don't have to think about it. They like it because it kind of plays out on the news and fulfills a, a weird, violent fantasy for them. But they continue to send 18 to 22-year-old kids and into harm's way instead of just saying let's fucking hard reset this shit and and build these countries back because i see this as a never-ending fucking war that's exactly and, right yeah uh, yeah that's that, that's why i, like I it. see it too yeah so with matt's metaphor there of the uh the toilet paper this is a diarrhea problem and diarrhea is not going anywhere away anywhere t- anyway time soon in the third world there's right. be a lot of toilet paper it is, you know, and, and that's the reset button's a funny analogy because it's like you can kill and kill and kill, but there's a point where education becomes the most prominent thing in rechanging an ideology. You can't, it's severely hard to kill an ideology unless you break it so bad that, that they don't want to believe in that anymore. And unfortunately, like you said, these small special operations wars and hitting the, the there's always going to be the subsequent leader to fall into the position, be a predecessor to a fucking leader in whatever faction of extremism. Islam that's going on so it's hard man you know I, I don't think 2000, 2017 ain't ready for a fucking a giant war man they're just it's, it's, yeah, it's I, we're a sensitive culture man it really is like and I even fucking deal with it being out of the military and not deploying for what fucking three years now it's like you 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 turn to become a little sensitive you're like I don't want to deal with that shit you know you can't imagine someone that grew up and has never seen anything they, they can't fucking view those images of what real war looks like no. They romanticize about it, about how fucking these SEALs and, you know, special operation guys, and they fantasize about the missions and how cool it would be, but they don't want to see fucking their buddies with a bullet in their head. They don't, you know? So, you know, and the unfortunate reality is you have a lot of people making decisions, sending these fucking young fucking dudes out there um, that have never seen the realities of war. And then they're making these fucking life or death decisions and sending these fucking dudes that are willing to commit to America. So I'm fucking... I know that's why it's so important to fucking support veterans, man. That's, you know, people throw them these shitty scenarios and like, let's get them out and let's get them back to society and fucking doing great things. Amen. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. my, my, but my question, yeah, uh, amen to that. But my, my question to you, Evan, is this. I just saw that, that Trump sent B-52s with nukes to South Korea in, yeah. in case, in, in, in case we've got to bomb North Korea because they're, they're firing off, you know, ballistic missiles and all that shit. Why, why can't you just nuke a city anymore like, like the 40, like, like Eisenhower? <laughs> why can't you do, I mean, I mean and, and all, I'm, I'm being totally serious. If you just went in and dropped one, t- took out Kim Jong-un and just said, fuck you, went into Syria, just dropped one and said, fuck you guys, and then just reset both of those countries. What, 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 what I guess, what is the fallout from that? Because would people really care? I don't well, think they would. And I know there's strikes. There's a lot of fallout. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to those countries, but not in the surrounding countries where it's like, eh, would you really miss North Korea? Would you really miss fucking Syria? Like, in all honesty, like, is there any great shit coming out of there? Um, yeah, like, they're not going to reinvent the airplane anytime soon coming out of Aleppo. Yeah. I mean, I agree with the, you know, they're not rebuilding Silicon yeah. Valley. 
Uh, yeah, they're, 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 yeah. There's nobody coming out of there except you know maybe a hacker dude, or like well, some weird ho- holistic doctor that it's like. Well, well dude, why couldn't you just nuke him and start over? I think that there's like in the world like the, if you this is the hippie in me right like human life is important and I don't care what nationality or anything you are like human life at its core is important right that's what, pretty much what everybody believes in now any ideology that's like anti-humane like islam like fucking extremists fucking muslims and all this shit like that's sorry i'm not came to talk today but that those ideologies need to get off the face of this earth like i think a lot of people in north korea they're so brainwashed like i don't think that they're necessarily violent evil people they just believe this umbrella of bullshit so i wouldn't ne- like nuking north korea would be the worst decision ever really Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I, would, re- I would tend. I, t- I would tend to agree. I think that that you know, one, you have to think about the long term effects. You have to think about who are the key players in the region. You have to think about okay, if I do this, what happens next? I mean, this is like this is like a, a it, that it's not just chess. It's like a it's like a four dimensional fucking chessboard right. with a hundred different pieces, and those pieces can fucking punch you in the face at any time. So. Like when you look at geopolitics and specifically when you look at overarching strategy, it's not just like it's not as easy as yeah, I, I wish it was as easy as like, hey, let's just, you know, glass parking lot this. That would be great. When you look at the 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 world wars, you have international buy-in from multiple countries in order to come out the other end and say, okay, you know, World War II is a great example. You know, we weren't the only country looking to to take over Japan at that point. I mean, you had the Russians coming in from the north. You had the United States. You had you had international buy-in by the by the key players that you knew. We're one going to destroy the country and two, we were completely bought into the the rebuild process. Even though that launched the Cold War specifically in Europe post that, you did have international buy-in. It was a zero sum game at that point, which is if you didn't do something about it now, uh, you are going to be speaking Japanese in the near future. So that can't happen. Like at, at no point in time, you know, are the, is, is ISIS going to be able to mount a, a, an offensive, offensive. Yeah. to take over the United States or United States territories? This is a long game for them. And, and I'm saying that specifically related to ISIS, but then Kim Jong-un, he's not going to mount a, uh, a, a global war against the allies of the United States and have even close to a, 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 a productive chance. outcome. Yeah. So he's locked. He's landlocked in. There's not much he can do. So he, if, he, if he pushes a button on something, okay, now we have international buy-in and we can fucking completely dismantle that country. If we preemptively go in, no. now we become the bad guys. It's kind of right. like me going, I'm going to punch that dude in the face before he fucking punches me, right? right. Eh, let's just right. wait. Let's just wait. You and also deal with uh, the whole outside. second, third order effects there. I mean, yeah. you, you can you can make the you can nuke the shit out of the place, but somebody at some point is going to step up and be a charge. And if you do a surgical strike just for regime change, you're leaving that power vacuum. Who steps up? I think we've had some hard lessons learned in the last decade and a half about yeah. about regime change and the power vacuum that uh, that follows. I think it's I think it's worked out great. Hashtag Arab, <laughs> Arab Spring. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Iraq is going nowhere. Yeah. God. Mm, oh, for me, me personally, Neil like, I, you know, I look at it like, w- what's the solution then? What do you think is going to happen with North Korea and, 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 and Syria specifically? Wait. 
I think North Korea is going to be the same thing, right? Like, North Korea is going to, like, uh, look at my missile and be like, look at my B-52s. And hopefully we all fucking just stare at each other across the border and, and go about our lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Syria, who fucking knows, man? That is super, super complicated. The problem is you got Russia involved in that. And really, like, when you look at the big, the big bear, that's really... The, the rest of this shit is kind of a sideshow. I, I hate to fucking say it like that, but, you know, the... the, the the big bear and, and the big red states, um, you know, they've, they've been refueling, refitting and watching for the last decade and a half. And, and when we really look at like, I think the big points in this Islamic extremism is never going to mount an international global offensive that will gain any traction with any, uh, civilized society around the world. That's never going to happen. However, socialism is alive and well, and, so when you've been, you know, concentrating, uh, you know, specifically our, our manpower, our resources on, uh, on these sideshows, we, we kind of took our eye off the ball and, uh, you've got big, powerful, very powerful states that are moving a lot of economic clout internationally. And they have a completely contradictory ideology than our, our literally the foundation of our country. So we really can't get too bogged down in into these little fucking states like Kim Jong Un and fucking you know Muhammad so and so in shit pot little state here it's it's really it's it's a much bigger game that's at stake and and people people have to keep that into context i think all right. Well, uh, my opinion is just just drop bombs. And I'm gonna start over. Uh, but that's me. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm different. So you're more of like, like yeah, that. like a catch me outside guy. Like you're like Kim Jong Un, yeah, catch I me just... outside. And you're gonna drop bombs, fisticuffs. <laughs> you know? Well, here's the thing. Th- through you guys and, and working with you guys for the last few years, like you know, I- I've got to meet so many amazing veterans, and it's like, man, I just don't want to see anybody else get hurt or fucked up, like any of our guys. So it's like, can't we just drop one and just kind of you know, nuke him out, like? Let's just let's just let them deal with it. Like, you know, another country like uh, and I think North North and South Korea would, would eventually join. It'd be one Korea uh, like, kind of like, you know, that would be cool. West if Germany. Like, if yeah. it was called one Korea. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just one Run Korea, kind of like one, one Republic, direction. The band. <laughs> yeah. The band, they're, they're the <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's actually just one Samsung. Korea. <laughs> They can nominate uh, Psy, it's too Psy serious the, uh, for me, man. the superstar it's, Psy. It's early in the morning, you know, I'm trying to think about fucking politics. My brain don't work this early. Need some strike force. Need some strike force. I know, I know. We'll, so we'll, we'll get away from it uh, for, for one sec, but, uh, but not really. You know I'm coming back in with Daddy Trump's numbers that just got released right boom, now. Boom. Breaking news to drinking bros. Plus 235 for the month. Uh, boy. That is a big boy number. Uh, manufacturing tripled. Growth in government jobs. Construction. Largest gain in 10 years. Make America great again. Holy shit. Uh, way to go, Trump. Proud of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, it's, it's, ama- it's amazing that, that uh, you know, hey, socialism doesn't work. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird how that is. Look at that. It doesn't work. <laughs> I, I have a I have a you know a, a decent stock portfolio and like uh, oh, uh, I, I can say for this penny stocks Bra- braggadocious braggadocious I have a decent no 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 no, no, no let me just say it's High very point. diversified pure no purely for purely for retirement purposes like I've 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 always been like a, a 
Like a, a later in life guy, smart guy, like that type of shit. Um, did you, uh, did and, you buy and, Snapchat on the IPO? Is, humil- I, I is, is, I, I, is uh, I, humility your best trait, Ross? And you don't it mind is, telling it people? Is. <laughs> it is. My, no, no, no. But I learned, look, you learn early on. Like I, I had this discussion, I think with Jared one night where it's like, dude, you know, in acting in Hollywood and all this shit, you, you get money quick and then you end, up, you end up burning it on dumb shit like, like Jared's cocaine. doing now, yeah. uh, getting cars wrapped, coat, yeah, whatever <laughs> your, your vice is. But then as you get older, you start realizing like, oh shit, I should probably put some away for college funds or, you know, 401ks, that type of shit. So that's what it's for. Uh, it's, it's not for me to be like, I'm sweet at a party. Uh, it's actually the opposite. It's, it's like, hey, I'm smart and mature and responsible. And uh, just you don't in have case to put I money nuked, away for college. That's why they make the GI Bill. Right? Well, yeah. well let, let's say my son's a pussy and doesn't go to <laughs> go, in, go into the military. Then he's going to need that fucking college fund, which is in these goddamn stocks. Uh, and I will say this, since, since Trump has is, is taken over, the market has is, is been up close to 3,000 points, and it has been amazing. I almost feel like playing that Kanye song. Uh, it's amazing. So whatever he's doing, <laughs> fucking A. Fucking A. Uh, way yeah. to go. Hey, listen, Daddy Trump, all that stuff. We're just we're just trying to roast some delicious coffee over here. You know, that's what we're doing. I know. That's all we're doing. I know. It's great. I look. I wish I could buy stock in Black Rifle. You guys are fucking through the roof. Um, uh, when will when do you think that you, IPO is, will happen? I don't think Evan? we fucked through the roof. But uh, you know, I I I have talked to a few people about that thing, and they were like, "Oh, you guys have a lot more. Uh, you got a lot of growing to do before you do something like that." So. You know, yeah, what, what 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 is the rules for something like that? What what do they tell you exactly? Like how many years? Uh, well, I was talking to I was talking to Jay Orvis, who he was on the show, uh, and he's also yep. you know close and personal friend of ours. So he was saying his his previous company is not you know it's it, it hasn't been a publicly traded company, and they they're valued at about a billion dollars. Uh, so it, it's it, it's a long it's a long road to a billion for Black Rifle before we're valued there. And in the other thing is you really have to weigh out, you have to weigh out the benefits and, uh, you know, the negatives to taking a, taking a, a company public. There's a lot of federal oversight, so it can actually slow the growth of the company, just literally formatting it. So you preparing it to go public and there, a lot of people will say that it's, it's detrimental and today because it's different than it was, let's say 12 or 15 years ago. So today it's much harder to take a company public. It's, uh, it, it, in, in all honesty, unless it's like a tech buy, uh, something like that, it, it doesn't really benefit, uh, unless you've got some, you know, you've got some strategic goal that you're really trying to push. So for us, like we're, we're just concentrating on the franchise opportunity for Black Rifle Coffee and making sure that the, uh, men and women that want the opportunity to own a franchise they have economic emancipation and, and, you know, through creating opportunity, economic emancipation and great product, uh, that'll either present itself or it won't. So we're not really, we're not really reading the, the, the envelope that far into the future. As much as I'd like Got, to be in gotcha. on that IPO, I would hate, hate to see other people come in and have any kind of control over what you're doing here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. And well, by the way, the, the reason I bring it up, Evan, is, is that Snapchat IPO came out last week, exploded. Um, and I just don't see the long term for that company. Like I, I snap. I think, no. yeah, so I don't it, see it. Do you? I, I don't. I, I don't. And I mean that even the, even if you just look at any tech uh, uh, public offering, like in the last year, two years, uh, they've they basically 
they've they've opened and sank and right. there really hasn't been a, a, a i mean since since google alibaba possibly, probably right alibaba, alibaba was google, a good yeah alibaba would have been yeah. a good one but they have something right they have something that a lot of people don't have meaning they're making business possible right. snap in a, in in my opinion i don't know if it has the legs of something like facebook i really don't because it, well, I, don't I don't either can, but, but i mean I facebook either. bought instagram and they're already integrating the systems with stories right. and things that kind of mirror the the like the what you're doing the interface of snapchat so i mean I, I don't see the longevity in that but you never know it's great for saying nudes I, the kids say i will say you, this you never know yeah, yeah. people you said the same thing about facebook when they when they did their ip True, and uh, I came in off a run and bought I don't know ten shares because that's what I had yeah. before, and that's how I paid for my move to the East Coast was selling my Facebook stock. So oh, look at you, yeah. right? Yes. Well, I, you see that? You, Save your in, money, kids. You and Mark Zuckerberg Save your money, friends. Um, he uh, he hasn't returned my calls oh, right now. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think there's, say, hey, I think it's different. I, I really do. I think the tech offering, specifically related to like snaps or anything social media based, right? You have something that that you know, Snap is something that's probably a younger generation, but ultimately, Facebook was one of the first of its kind, and it had kind of a, a depth and uh, it had a strategic plan. I haven't seen where Snap is. I where I guess what I'm trying to say is like a few years ago, you could see, and definitely now you can see Facebook is like, okay, got it, <laughs> loud and clear. Right. Yeah. Uh, They're locked in. But I don't see how Snap is doing anything different than the other social media platforms. They're not taking advantage of the fact that okay, uh, okay, I'm I'm really gonna not go too far down the rabbit hole on this, but they're reaching a younger demographic at a higher rate than the other social media platforms that basically do the same thing because it's an ad platform that creates data and then puts ads in front of people. That's what it is. Right. Okay. Well, Facebook could quite literally invent and or manufacture the same type of the same type of platform that they have and take away huge portions of their, their, uh, their market share. So whereas like, but they, Facebook keeps reinventing new features that are amazing. God, know, have have right? you seen the? I made fun I of the 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 sell shit that they have going on the marketplace. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fantastic. It geolocates it's with awesome. you, and then people within a certain area, and then you can immediately make offers through Messenger, and then boom, you bought something. It's fucking cool. It's a lot like it, uh, Craigslist, it pisses me off. but without the uh, without the weird dude with the with the ferret. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, and I have I have a theory. I have a theory. I could be wrong, but I I have a theory that. Some of these companies, that's their that's their last hurrah. So you take it public, you cash out, and you roll on. Agreed. So you've taken on you've taken on your your A B C round of funding, right? You've leveraged a ton of debt. Now it's time to fucking go public. You cash out and roll out. You don't give a shit. And ultimately, like I, I'm just that's my theory that some of these guys are just trying to cash in and and roll out. And that's what they're doing. Well, Evan. Evan, it's it's an interesting theory, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. Today's one one of today's big stories was uh, Facebook originally Facebook originally tried to buy Snapchat for ten billion. Right. Uh, the guy balked at it. That was about two or three years ago, uh, and essentially said "fuck you." And then great, they they, they continued. They did the IPO. Uh, the IPO came out and crushed, but then it's it's pulled back a little. The rumor today, the big rumor today, is Facebook is waiting for it to fall. Uh, it, it was at 24. They're waiting for it to fall down to 14, and they said they may take it over. Um, so you could be right. I, I, I think that theory is, could quite possibly be correct. 
If it falls to fourteen, I'm buying a bunch more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people waited till Twitter fell to fourteen and bought a bunch of it. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, I think somebody will buy Twitter as well eventually. Uh, but with that, let's get to the drinking bro of the week, oh. shall we? Uh, this week's drinking bro of the week was submitted by JD Gray. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I'd like to throw a nomination your way for drinking bro at of the week. My grandmother, Ruth Ruthless Shambaugh, uh, is going to be taken off of life support tomorrow night. Damn, that sucks. She's a wonderful grandmother and a wonderful wife uh, to my grandfather, who is a Vietnam vet who served in the Army and the Air Force. She's the strongest woman I know, and I love her to death. I'm flying from D.C. to Reno tomorrow to say my goodbyes. Uh, thank you, boys, and thanks uh, for all you do for everybody in the Drinking Bro community. This would mean a lot to me. Uh, uh, cheers, J.D. Gray. Yeah, cheers. Sorry cheers. to hear cheers. about your grandmother. Um, cheers. But uh, th- thanks for submitting. Uh, and I like the nickname, Ruthless. Uh, to Ruthless Shamba. Uh, we love you. Um, Absolutely. Life will live. Uh, this was a this was man. This fucking flew by today. Uh, this was awesome. Thanks for hey tier. Thanks yes, for sir. for stopping by. You actually you were top tier guest today. You were top hey, tier guest today. Top hey. tier. Uh, top top tier. tier. We went from third tier to top tier. You would say start from the that. bottom. Now you're here. I, I might now be. Now you're here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at the bottom. Started from the what bottom. Now you're tier. Now, oh, oh, there it is. Damn yeah, there it is. You yes. Funny fucker. Uh, Hashtag trademark. For for Mr. Mr. Tier, uh, <laughs> Mr. Best, Mr. Hafer, and Mr. Patterson. We are the drinking bros and we are out of here. Good night, Later. everyone. Later.